Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark, with me as always is my fiance Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? I'm just spending a good week here. It is May 2nd, 1998. Yeah, it is. And... It's it's spring. It's springing out all over. <laughs> June is busting out all over. I love you, you weirdo. It's month anyway. <laughs> oh my god, weirdos all around. It's your birthday month, Carol. It is. Are you excited? I am excited. You're gonna turn twenty one. Or another age. All the time. <laughs> twenty one. Twenty two. Should be should be turning twenty two, right? Because then you'd already be twenty one. You can drink. No, it's like I'm twenty one. I'm gonna become twenty two. No, I'm just gonna be twenty one forever. Forever twenty one. Exactly. Twenty one. Forever twenty (laughs) one. That's they should do that for their their advertising for that store you've never heard of. Ah, let me ask you something though. This guy's older than twenty one. There's more to Sabato than good looks and briefs. Are you familiar with Antonio Sabato Jr.? Vaguely, like the name sounds familiar. Well, he remembers exactly when he decided he was a star. I, I thought you were going to say, well, he remembers exactly who he is. He remembers exactly who you are, Carol. Uh, <laughs> walking through Times Square three years ago, he saw a group of women giggling, pointing and sighing. As they stared up at the 90-foot billboard depicting Sabato himself, resplendent in Calvin Klein underwear, his <laughs> giant cock up on... My God. I'm sorry, his bulge, his dick print. Um, the model was pleased until he recognized one of the women as his oh-so-traditional Italian mother. Ew! 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 <laughs> I don't understand how that could happen. My mother looked a little overwhelmed, Sabato admits. I mean, I was a little worried. It's your mother. But she said, son, she's Italian, so, son, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) And don't worry, I've seen you in your underwear before. (laughs) Sabato, 26, so we've got an age there, recalls wincing. Wow. And not that he wants to talk about underwear. Sabato's bedroom eyes are fixed on the movies, especially director Kurt Wong's The Big Hit, a gangster comedy drama co-starring Mark Wahlberg and Lou Diamond Phillips, my cousin, which (laughs) opened last week, nailing the number one spot at the box office. And then there's High Voltage. High Voltage! An action film coming this summer on HBO. What do you think, Ken... Antonio Sabato Jr. Calvin Klein underwear model make the successful and never attempted (laughs) transition to films. Probably not. He's a decently good looking guy. Sure, but you know, you have to also have acting talent, does he? I don't know. I don't know. He's got enough acting talent to stand in underwear. Right. But I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen this big hit movie. With Mark Wahlberg, with Marky Mark, um, and I don't know. Like I don't know that I want to. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess maybe we'll we'll see how people react first. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's the number one movie apparently. Well, then we should see it. Maybe he's good. 
Do you think it would be better than the movie we saw? Who knows? I don't think so. I like the movie we saw, even if uh, nobody else does. Well, I mean, not to spoil anything, but I kind of loved the movie we saw. And speaking, Did you know? And speaking of love, Carol, would you like an edition of Massive Love? Sure, it's I'm been always a while. up for some Massive Love. It's been a while since we've done Massive Love. Let's play the Massive Love theme song. We have a theme song? Oh my god. I can't believe I fell for it. People are looking for a soulmate. They'll never find them. That's mean. Not everyone will be as lucky as us. How how long would you have let me go on with it? Forever and ever. Whoa, oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were doing something completely different. What in the world? I just looked over <laughs> and she was stroking her leg, but higher up than I think she intended. What? And I really thought something was going on. What is wrong especially, with you? Especially when I said, how long would you have let me go on with that? And you said, as long as you want. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, because that St. Elsewhere theme song really gets me hot. Uh, what? Which one? St. Elsewhere. No! No! Fine! One of these days, I'm going to play the entire thing. The thing, it's it, the, the entire song's on there. The thing in its entirety. That'll be the last time we ever make a show. Oh my god! What? <laughs> so for our last, I can do it for our last show ever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Carol, that's a deal. <laughs> what do you think about a captivating, charming black female, 42, who's seeking a black male, late 40s, early 50s, enjoys going to church? Plays and traveling for serious-minded individual looking for a long-term relationship. I, I think it sounds like pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds like a good ad. They're really looking for actual love. Good job. <laughs> but they do you think it's you think it's a, enjoys going to church that you think that's. For the first thing that you put in your your want ad, do you think that's okay? Um, yeah, because that just means they're like super religious. Like, you know, my mom and my stepdad met through one of these things, and they both, you know, mentioned they go to church and stuff. That's how they found each other. How about this one, fucking heathen. It does not say that. Children. Oh, what? No, no. You're starting your <laughs> you're starting your your dating thing with children. See, that's 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 a tactical error right there. I, I think most people would just skip. Yeah. Children, marriage-orientated, professional, divorced white male, 38, 5'10", 175 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes, oh, Irish-German. So you want to... Uh, he's got about 6 million, uh, 6 million reasons not to date this guy. Um, no, I'm just joking. He's Aaron. Handsome, soft-spoken, Midwestern values, seeking woman. <laughs> Is that all it says? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Seeking woman, 30-something, attractive figure, children welcome. So when he starts his ad with children, 
And then ends his ad with children welcome. <laughs> it's a children's sandwich. I, it would give me some pause. Right? Like, first of all, like at first I'm like, when he said children, does that mean he wants children does or he, he has children? children? Right. But then he says children welcome. So I think he's definitely saying he wants children, but like, does he want your children? Oh my like, God. In I what way does he want your children? Exactly. I'd be a little concerned about this dude. It's Woody Allen. <laughs> right. Um, no, I. that's fucked up. <laughs> he's divorced, so I guess maybe it's possibly his children. He has children, and he's saying it's okay if you also have children. I mean, which it should be. But, like, be, be more explanation-y. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Be more better. Be more better. <laughs> You divorced white male, 38. Be less of a pedophile. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, like, explain yourself better. What does children mean? <laughs> Why did you start your, your ad with the word children? Children, look at this. It's so weird. Chocolate delight. Are they a chocolate delight? I'm thinking. Do they know how to make chocolate candies? Cho- <laughs> chocolate delight. Young, slim, sexy female seeks professional, financially secure white male, 45 plus for friendship. Friendship only. So she wants him to be financially secure Mm -hmm. and white. Yeah. Those are some pretty specifically weird things to be looking for in a friend. (laughs) It's very weird (laughs) to want a white friend. Well, I mean, like, if you're not dating, what does it matter what their race is? Like, you, she's looking for somebody she's attracted to. Why does he need and to be fine? why does secure? he need money? Yeah. yeah. Are you looking for a sugar daddy? Be honest. Why do these people lie? I know. They're in here looking to have sex or to at least to date or whatever. Uh-huh. So, like, why are you pretending to, like, play hard to get or be coy? Like, oh, I'm not looking for love. Mm-hmm. Then why are you in here? <laughs> right. I'm just looking for a friend. You know how you uh, always look at the credit score of everyone that wants to be your friend? <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring your portfolio <laughs> on the first date. Uh, new to Detroit. Okay. Independent. Genuine. Single, white, professional, female, 27, enjoys outdoors, movies, travel, seeks intelligent, open-minded, single, PM, non-smoker. What's, what's PM? Professional male, I guess. Okay. To share walks. Polish male. <laughs> Seeking Polish male to uh, to drive insane by asking him to uh, go into a circular room and sit in the corner. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but seeks intelligent, open-minded, single professional male, non-smoker, to share walks, conversation. Okay. But, I mean, that's another one where it's like, I'm new to Detroit. You have to be... Single professional male, you can't smoke. You have to be intelligent and open minded. But all I want to do is walk and have a conversation. Well, I don't know. I mean, that one makes a little bit of sense because, like, you know, oh, they, I see. they the, want that to be the first date. The chocolate delight was wrong, but she's <laughs> she's white, so it's okay. She's just specifying what she wants to do first. <laughs> she doesn't want to go out and dinner and a movie, she uh-huh. wants to go for a walk. Okay. All right. I mean, like, <laughs> I have i don't know. Uh, That's right. You don't. Tw- 25 Amazon admirer. Interesting. Single white professional male, 5'10", 210 pounds, works out. 
Tired of petite girls seeking strong, single, white, female, 18 to 30, 5'10 plus, 170 pounds plus. So he wants a woman his size or bigger. Yeah. He works out. So he's like at the gym right. scoping these ladies. 5'10", 210 is pretty... If you're well muscled, that's pretty. You could be pretty lean at that size um, if you have re- if you have really good muscle definition. Well, you know, runway models have to be five ten. Five ten plus. He's looking for like us. He wants a woman that's like six five. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to be domineered. Oh my! Well, I mean, think about it. Like he's five ten, two hundred ten pounds. He wants a girl. Uh, by the way, eighteen to thirty. I forgot to read that. Um, he's 25. Oh, an Amazon admirer. I get yeah. it. So Amazon. I got he it. He wants a big lady. He wants Xena the warrior princess. Yeah, exactly. Is Lucy Lawless 5'10"? No, I think she's like 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> I think they make her look tall on the show. Well, yeah. The camera work. She's taller than her uh, co-star, Gabrielle or whatever. I don't know who you're talking about. The little red-headed girl who hangs out with her. Um. Well, you watch that show and have think your thoughts about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't really watch that show, so I don't. Mm. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, you're missing out. Yeah, apparently, and there's a little redhead. <laughs> Lucy Lawless is hot. So, yep, she is. But anyway, that is the that's the shelf for uh, massive love this week. The shelf? Yeah, that means it's it. That's it. That's okay. cool. It's done. You ever heard that term? No. Like, uh, I use that all the time. So, like, I think that's... I think <laughs> Do that's, you? Yeah. Not, not with me. Well, sometimes if I'm walking around, you know, uh, places. Someone's like, hey, is there any more uh, milk or whatever? I'll be like, no, I think that's the shelf on <laughs> uh, all the milk. Okay. It means, like, you, you know, you're down to the shelf. Sure. Shelf life. I, what I know the fuck? that. <laughs> uh, did the edible just kick in? <laughs> anyway. So we watched a film this week. We did. Suicide Kings. I really liked this movie. Do you know what the Suicide Kings are? Well, they said it in the movie, and it was something about poker, but I don't remember. I think it's the hearts and the clubs. The okay. Suicide Kings, because they're the the fucking. It looks like the. It looks like the king is stabbing himself in the head. Oh, weird! With those ones, interesting. Yeah. So there's also Suicide Jacks, same same kind of thing. Hmm. But it's not worth more or less than if you just have a pair of kings, right? No, but there are some there are some games where it's like suicide jacks are wild. Mm. So like those specific, you know, jacks are wild. Okay, I got you. Yeah, cool. But so this film, Suicide Kings, there have been since Pulp Fiction came out, Mm -hmm. and since Fargo came out, Mm -hmm. since those two movies came out. There have been other movies, uh, less successful, that have tried to be like those movies. I think this one is the the only one that comes close okay. to the greatness of those two films. I don't think it's quite as good as Pulp Fiction. No, it's not. I don't think it's quite as good as Fargo. Mm. 
but I think that's what it's going for. In, in essence, it's a it's it's a very similar story because if you remember in Fargo, it's a, like a kidnapping plot mm-hmm. gone, gone wrong, and it's an inside job kind of thing, and and that's what this is. Um, and the Pulp Fiction angle is kind of like the we're we're looking at the like the violent underbelly, but there's a comic comedic side to yeah. it too, and that's that's the flavor that you get from this. So, what did you think of it? So, I mean, first of all, the cast is amazing. Oh, you know, for sure. They've got you know David from Roseanne. Yes. <laughs> they've got um, Al Pacino. No. <laughs> What's the main guy's name? No, it's not Al Pacino. Uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken. Yeah, the one you do a great impression of. Oh, you think it's a great impression? Yeah. Um, and then wow. they have that guy from Jerry Maguire. Wow, thank you so much. <laughs> love it. Love it. Lovely impression. They got Ray Romano's brother. Yeah, Jay Moore from... Well, that's the thing. So the kidnappers are... Uh, uh, everybody loves Raymond's brother mm-hmm. and the guy in A Kissing a Fool who the story is being told to. Do you remember that? No, I don't. At the don't. very beginning of that movie, Bonnie uh, Bonnie Hunt's telling the story, and it's uh, a guy. Yeah, and a girl. He's okay. The guy. Okay. Can we use this? We we want to use this uh, house of yours for our <laughs> wedding or whatever. But yeah, it's um, I, I just like the cast is amazing, Great and cast, yeah. I, I just like they they pull off the comedy so well in you know mix in with the suspense of it, and somehow. Um, Christopher Walken's character. Yes, Charlie. Is you know, he's supposed to be like this murderer, like mobster, scary dude. He pulls off like this charismatic person so well though. I so this not to denigrate any of the other great actors in this, but this movie's kind of the Christopher Walken show. Right. <laughs> and I don't understand how an actor can be so good strapped to a fucking chair for the <laughs> basically the entire movie can't even use his hands right but he's so good and he every he's in most of the scenes because most of it mm-hmm. takes place at the uh, the house david from Roseanne's house or his parents house and like every scene he's in he completely commands yes he feels like he's it's so funny because he's strapped to the chair but he feels very quickly like he's the one in complete charge yes. of the entire situation. <laughs> exactly, he does. He feels like he's in control. He's just so used to being in control. I right. think he doesn't know how to not be. But you're right. He's so like he's so charming but also kind of chilling too. Yeah. And it's it's funny when and this is one of those situations that kind of prove the the point that we're making where he feels like he's in control early early-ish on in the movie. The the plot of the movie essentially is that this woman's supposedly been kidnapped and they need $2 million for her ransom. Not able to get the money or whatever, they kidnap this mob guy. Now, keep in mind, this is a group of five, well, originally four. Right. Rich young men. Yes. So it's kind of a ridiculous premise that they can't get $2 million. Right. And, well, it it makes sense when, when you know the twist ending. Yeah. Of why they didn't want to go that route. Yes. But, um, so they, they kidnapped this guy because one of their classmates, it's their dad or whatever. Um, and so they kidnapped this mob dude 
and they're like, you pay the $2 million, and then we'll let you go. Right. So it's like a kidnapping for a kidnapping. What I can't stand, though, about it, like what pisses me off and what boggles my mind is almost immediately we find out that they have cut off Christopher Walken's finger. Yes. With his signet ring on us. Yes. Because they're going to do to him whatever these other kidnappers do to the girl. It's ridiculous. And they received a package yesterday with a finger in it. Uh Uh-huh. Whose finger was in the package? Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Like, Did they show the um, finger? You know, as I was saying it, I realized that I don't think they did. So Yeah, I think okay. they just said it. They just said it. But, like, they didn't all know it was made up. Well, that's true. The on- Only two of them did. Yeah, the well, brother. Only, only one of them did, really. The brother and the boyfriend. No, the brother didn't think. The brother thought it was. The brother was in on it, but the brother thought she was really kidnapped. Yeah. The boyfriend's the old, the boyfriend and the woman herself are the only two that knew she wasn't really kidnapped. Yeah, because she was. That was very smart of her to be like, "We'll just say you kidnapped me. You get the money. You don't have to do anything." You know. So maybe, maybe then, it, maybe he just said they. Maybe he the, the boyfriend was like, "I we got, they sent her my the the ring, the finger," and maybe he didn't like. Or maybe it's a fake or something. I don't know, like a fake. I, don't, I wouldn't think they actually cut somebody's finger off. Right. And then why? Why Why did they cut off Christopher Walken's finger? I felt so bad for him yeah. through this whole movie because he didn't do anything. Like, they even bring that up at one point. Like, he's not the one who kidnapped her. He had nothing to do with it. And in the very beginning, like, when they're, like, in his table and they invite him to sit with them mm-hmm. and everything and... You know, he's like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll hang out with the guys. You know, it's a little fun. Like, like, he's just trying to be a nice dude. Right. It's so funny how this movie gets you to root for the fucking ruthless mob killer. (laughs) Right. You know. (laughs) Well, because in this movie, until the end, when he's completely justified, he's not being a ruthless mob killer. He's tied to a chair for most of the movie. He's supposedly retired. Yeah. He, He turned his life around. Or whatever. Right. Um, but who knows how how much that is actually true. Right. Because of who he's still associating with. But anyway, um, so the, the, the point, though, is at the beginning, they're like, hey, you need to find her. Get her back. You know, get the $2 million, all that stuff and everything. So he's like, I need to call my lawyer so he can investigate this. So he calls his lawyer to investigate everything. And he's like, okay, where should I call back when we find her? And he's like, what's the number here? And he's like, oh, we're not telling you that. If he knows the number, you know, like, you'll be able to find where we live. All this stuff. And he's like, hey, jackass, <laughs> if they find her, how is he supposed to let me know? And then they just kind of look around. And he's like, didn't really think about this, did you? <laughs> like, didn't put a lot of thought into this. Right. They really didn't. No. I mean, because they're, they're all dumb amateurs. Yeah. I'm- I was really worried. That they were all going to get killed. Oh, really? Yes. Because, I mean, they say it several times. Like, David from Roseanne's like, you know, because he wasn't in on it. He thought they were all going to be, be playing poker. That's but, why he agreed to let them use his dad's house. Yeah, and he, like, I don't, I don't think he was invited, even though he agreed to let them use his house. Like, I don't think they were anticipating him being there at all. No, I don't think he was invited either. I thought he just was like, oh, I'm going to, we'll play poker or whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to show up. And He was going to make brownies. Yeah, I know, seriously. <laughs> But he comes in and he's like, what the fuck? Like, why Why is someone strapped to a chair? And he's all pissed off and everything. And then he sees it's the mob guy. 
And he's like, are you, we're all dead. (laughs) That's what he does. Are you insane? Right. And he wants to let him go basically the whole time. And um, so like, I kind of felt bad for him, but like he kept saying like, we're all going to get killed. We're dead already. So I was very worried that they were going to kill all of them. But I did love how towards the end of the movie, he's like, um, he says to David Roseanne, he's like, you're my guy, you know, like you're the man or whatever, because they push him around a lot. Yeah. And you can see it gives him a lot of confidence when he tells him that. Um, But he does seem like a super nice guy, actually. But yeah, I was really worried that they were all going to get killed, but they don't. And then there's the one that's the med student. Yeah. Who's in his scrubs, which I think is just weird. It's like, it's just to identify him as the medical one. Like, I guess so, yeah. He, isn't he Elton from Clueless? Yes. I was trying to figure out where I knew him from. Yeah. yeah. So he's just a douche in every movie. <laughs> he just has that look, I guess. I think it's funny that Jay Moore played a sport a sports agent, Burt Sugar, Mm-hmm. In Jerry Maguire, and he's just like a fucking college dude in this one. Right, yeah. He's he a full-grown adult, now he's not. He has one of those kind of faces, though, where yeah. he, could, he could pass as a college kid. He was also in that other movie, the, the Jennifer Aniston movie, where he's the hero mm-hmm. or whatever. Remember? Yeah, that was a good one. That was, a, that was okay. I liked it. But anyway, so he, um, and then I can't remember the name of that. Oh, the uh, kid from fucking E.T.'s there. He's the brother. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I knew I recognized all of them, but I couldn't remember why I recognized mm, some of yeah. them. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. But it, as see, the one I was worried about was the mobster. Because as it goes on, you know, we come to find out he's an alcoholic, which is very obvious because he's just asking for a drink right. all the time. And he's like, I've given you a bunch of uh, uh, sedatives and pain medication. Okay, can I have some whiskey? <laughs> and the medical student's like, that's probably not a good idea yeah. with the medication <laughs> I gave you. He's like, it's fine. Give me fucking whiskey. <laughs> right. Like, it, it would probably have been a lot worse for them if they hadn't. Right. Um, but because they cut his fucking finger off like lunatic psychos, who did it? Who actually cut it off? Do I we believe know? the medical student did because he's the one with the medical training. Ugh. And they put it on ice so it could be reattached. It seems like it was on ice too long. Oh, and I that's agree. supposed to be like a super fast thing. Like you can put it on ice and get it reattached, but it's like you're racing to the hospital to do that. Yeah, remember and this John was John Wayne Bobbitt or whatever. <laughs> right. And this is all day or all day and all night. I'm not yeah. even sure how long it was. I think so. I think it was all day and all night. So, yeah, I, I think I, I call shenanigans that the man had a finger at the end of the movie. Right. They should have had him missing his finger. Yeah. Should give somebody the finger. But that guy should have gotten his finger cut off. The one who did it. Fuck him. I don't care that he thought it was all real. Right. You're still a terrible, terrible person. I agree. That's no good. No bueno. And who at, the, at one point, they were going to cut somebody else's finger off. Oh, David's? No, not David. No. I don't remember. They were like, when they, it was, was it the fiance maybe or the boyfriend or whatever? Oh, it could be. Yeah. I can't remember now. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was like, whoever was going to do that. It's like, what is wrong with you people? Like, I kind of feel like everybody but David should have died. I feel like they're like, you know, rabid dogs and you get put down. No morals in that group. Well, you know, that's because they're all fucking rich kids with spoons in their mouths. Silver spoons. I guess. Like the show Silver Spoons. Um, <laughs> it's Richie Rich. Exactly. But um, 
So essentially, this movie is three different storylines, kind of. I mean, it, it alternates between three different points of view, three different plots. The majority of the movie is the fucking moron uh, college kids that have kidnapped Christopher Walken in their house. Mm-hmm. Then you have the lawyer who is investigating this kidnapping situation, trying to find out who the kidnappers are, where they're holding the girl, all that situation, getting all that information. Then you have Dennis Leary. I love Dennis Leary. Stand-up comedian Dennis Leary being essentially Dennis Leary. (laughs) Driving around in a car with his associates, uh, trying to find these guys. Trying to find out where they're keeping Christopher Walken. And he's wearing Stingray boots. Yes, I know. He's very proud of his Stingray boots. Yeah, but unfortunately... They, uh, the Stingray boots don't hold up. For no, them. everybody keeps saying, you got fish boots. Yeah. And he paid $3,000 or $1,500? $1,500. Yeah, because when he gives the squeegee guy $500, his buddy's like, well, you're down $2,000 can steal <laughs> with the boots. Too. That was weird, giving the squeegee guy the money. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't really understand. The squeegee guy fucking... So he, like they do a lot of times in New York or other places, stopped at a light and the guy starts, you know, rubbing dirty water over his windshield and then like wiping it off. He's like, hey, give me a dollar, you know, whatever. He's got a dead tooth and he's like, oh, give me a dollar. And um, he's like, get the fuck away from me, essentially, Dennis Leary says. And he was like, oh, he's like, um, you got a Beamer, all I've got a uh What's he call it? A busket? A bu- yeah, busket. Yes. A busket. And he was like, Dennis Larry, that caught his attention. He's like, it's a busket, huh? <laughs> give me your fucking busket. He's like, no, no, it's mine or whatever. He's like, I'll give you $500 for your busket. And he's like, what? Are you for real? And he's like, he gives him 500 bucks. He gives him the busket and he throws it away. And he's like, uh, go to a fucking hotel, get a shower, get a change of clothes, get a job. Get off the street. If I see you on the street with a fucking busket again, I'm going to shoot you in the head. And the guy's like, you're all right, man. You're all right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. And so Dennis Leary just turns around and he's like, he's like, see, that's all these people need is just a little bit of motivation. <laughs> little direction. That's the stupidest like thought process ever. Yeah. That guy is not going to go get a hotel room and turn his life around. No. And that's when he steps in the, uh, the, the, the dirty water. The in his nice boots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was he provides a lot of comic relief in the movie. For sure. And so we cut back and forth between those three things happening. I mean, mm-hmm. they're all in service to the same thing, but all those three things happening. So we get a little bit of Dennis Leary, we get a little bit of the lawyer, and we get a little bit too of the point of view when we when we look at the lawyer, a lot of times we see like he's describing the kidnappers, so we get to see Raymond's brother and Ray. <laughs> Deborah. Okay, now you sound like Ray. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, Deborah. Yeah, I okay. can't do. I fucking can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't do his voice. <laughs> but I, I could do. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, there you go. You got it. So I can do. I can do the the, the big one's voice, but I can't <laughs> do. I can't do Ray Romano's voice. It's it's like Kermit, but it's it's a very very deep. Deep I can't do it, but I can't do I can't do uh, fucking Kermit's voice that well either. But Kermit T uh, Frog. 
Anyway, so. Anyway. Do we have thing more to say about this movie? Not really. I mean, I, I, I kind of. I kind of didn't love the end when um, he goes and finds the the two people that actually planned this, the, the girl who pretended to be kidnapped and then her the boyfriend. boyfriend slash fiance. Yeah, they essentially they gave a million dollars to the crooks, the, the people that pretended to kidnap her. They gave and they because they what happened is, is that the dude had fucking debts fit mm-hmm. like fifty thousand dollars worth of gambling debts because he loved underground gambling or whatever. And they bought up his debt, the, these two mobsters. And they're like, you know, you're fucking rich or whatever. Give us the money. Um, and so what uh, the scheme that the dude came up with was, well, actually the, the lady came up with it, is you'll get you'll get a million dollars, we'll get a million dollars, and the, the you can erase the debt and just, you don't. he doesn't have to know about any of this, that we're right. having this conversation or anything. So they agree to it. So Raymond and the other guy, the guy that listened to the story in Kissing a Fool, both get killed, hunted down and killed by Christopher Walken. And then they figure out that the other two planned it. So they find them and their million dollars and they kill them, those two, and take their money back. I just didn't like the way it was filmed. I didn't like the music. Like the whole thing was just, it had a weird vibe, like. I just didn't like it. Like it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. I agree. They they did they do the rotoscope thing for some reason. <laughs> they rotoscope the whole the whole thing, and everything's very grainy. Mm-hmm. I don't like the music. I don't like how they went to credits after. Like I don't. Not that they went to credits after that. I don't like the rotoscope transition to credits after that. I, I don't. I agree. I didn't like it. It the rest of the movie was very slick, mm-hmm. polished, and then that. Suddenly it's grainy. It doesn't, it didn't fit with the vibe of the movie. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they didn't want to show them getting shot in the head. Which. I don't know if that was too many headshots or what. Yeah, I don't get it because they, they had no problem showing those other two getting shot in the head. I mean, just shoot them. Just, just so show them getting shot and falling overboard. And then you could even end it like on a joke almost. Like, you know, the they, they both shoot one of them, Dennis, Dennis Leary and. Christopher Walken each shoot one. Mm-hmm. They fall into the water and they could look at each other and be like, you know, whatever, like say something. Right. I mean, I can't come up with a line off the top of my head, but just some kind of quip like, uh, like, uh, man, this is why you left the business or like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. It was not the best ending, but the movie itself, I enjoy. There was a lot of funny things. It was mm-hmm. tense. There were interesting characters. I definitely think it's worth watching. A hundred percent. I would a hundred percent recommend going to see it. But that is the episode for the week, Carol. I don't know. <laughs> so you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yes. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.